0: The point is, if I'm smart enough to go do it, and somebody else isn't, then the smarts are with me, right? And I'm not going to devalue my my technical knowledge because somebody thinks I should.
1: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. Oh! Woo! Woo! This show is brought to you by our friend WeGlot who is known in the WordPress and WooCommerce space as the solution to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. As they continue their support here and as a global sponsor of WordCamps for 2023, you may want to check them out if you happen to be going to WordCamp Europe, coming around the corner here real soon. Just find their booth or if you want to check them out via their site, go to Weglot.com. Well, it's Friday, and that means a Friday show, however redundant that may be. I have Rob Cairns joining me this week. And since my topic went sideways because of a misunderstanding of mine, we're just zeroing in on Rob's topic, which in a nutshell is all about the fact that it's okay to charge for your product or service, even if you are using a free open source tool. Also, we jump into a little bit about the Twitter check mark, but quickly revert back to the topic at hand. So let's get into the show. Hey, I'm here with Rob. Rob, how are you doing?
0: Doing good today, Bob. Thanks for having me again.
1: So what's on your mind, Rob? Let's talk about it.
0: I sat down on the Adderham Summit last week, and I listened to Giuseppe, who I absolutely love. Um, We are blessed to have somebody like her as the executive director of the WordPress project. Mm -hmm. And she's been on this binge, as I have and many other people have in the community, that just because we're all using open source free software, we need to make money in the ecosystem. And not everything is free. So I've been kind of in that. And then I'm going to extend it which I didn't tell you ahead of time because I can <laughs> a little bit to this whole bit about Elon, our friend on Twitter mm-hmm. and how the blue check marks are now you have to pay for, um, basically pay for them. So that's kind of where I'm at. We need to stop, um, just doing things, thinking everything's free.
1: Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, agree. Um, you know, um, on course in the, WordPress space we've we've seen this for some time, and and I know we both talked about it. And then the Twitter, you know, I mean, I bought the blue check mark, whether people like me or not. For buying it, I despise the guy, I despise what he's doing to the platform. But you know, at the time, it's like it's what's best for my business, and also, you know, and maybe it is time these. Maybe he, you know, of course he had to do it weirdly and get everybody freaked out and do weird, whatever. But it is time even for these, I, I think, social platforms. I think somebody else was, maybe it was Matt Mullen, or he, did he tweet about that? Somebody tweeted about, you know, it's maybe it's time that these social platforms start charging. And, you know, and if they have a value to me, I will pay. If they're not, then I don't mess with them.
0: Yep. And and where it's gone lately is it started with Twitter. Let's go there first, and we'll circle back to the WordPress thing just because we're there. Um, Twitter started it with the API, and then they basically said we're going to charge for the API more. And many people probably don't realize it because they're so caught in the Twitter storm. Reddit, which is just as popular, is now charging for their API as well. So it's no longer free. And they did that very quietly. And I actually picked that up listening to another podcast this week. And I hadn't even heard that one. So you've got those two. And then you've got Twitter blue, which includes the blue check mark, And everybody's complaining, these celebs, about $8 a month. Well, sorry, Bob, give me a break. A celebrity can afford $8 a month to protect his brand. A government agency in Canada, that's where we saw the outcry, said – they can protect a brand for $8 a month on the account. Whether they choose to or not choose to, that's okay because if we don't get some money into Twitter, and I still think Twitter's the dominant microblogging platform out there, even with the advent of Mastodon on and now Blue Sky, mm-hmm. uh, is, um, these guys got to make some money somewhere. So what do people want? Everything for free. It's got to stop.
1: Yeah. And and it really is. And I think, you know, with Twitter, it's a craziness of, you know, you know, he, he doesn't make things easy for people's decisions. It's like, you know, kind of if he would keep his mouth shutters or quit saying incredibly stupid things or trying incredibly stupid stuff, then he might actually have more success. And maybe that's not his end game. You know, who knows what it is and whatever it is. It's like, I'm, I'm playing it out on Twitter. I'll see where it goes. I was just talking it talking because of Twitter stopping it's people can't, you know, like schedule shares anymore. I use co-schedule. And so Twitter just, they basically can't do it with their, and I feel bad for them because, you know, they can't do, even if they want to pay for it, they can't do it. It just, he's not allowing that. And I, I just had a talk with their support saying, you know, I'm looking at doing some stuff with LinkedIn. I may still find value in my subscription. So I'm, still thinking this through whether this is you know what i want to do but yeah it's you know it's that it's i mean you know despite his craziness and whatever even going back to wordpress and the people that are you know it's it's been endless i don't know how long this goes back you know with plugins and services and charging enough money for sites
0: yeah it's true and you look, like, you look at i'm gonna stink his name in here because we're both good friends with him It's our good friend mark westgard and you know he has probably one of the best form plugins on the web the one you and i both use and ws forms and his pricing is not that unreasonable for the support he gives and then when you look at what he's putting into that plugin and all the hard work going on and i Personally, I'd rather pay for a premium plugin and get a bit of support and know that plugin's going to be around and build a site with some freebie um, piece of uh, you-know-what and then the developer drops off the face of the earth or worse, ends up in the weekly iThemes list of security bugs and not patching them and then we got a problem. So there's some of that. There's some of this oh, well, websites are easy, so we don't have to pay designers and developers. What that was the case, you would go and uh, do it yourself. And I'm sure there's going to be some of this, and I wasn't planning to throw it in that here, but I will, because of AI saying, oh, well, you can produce all your copyrighted content with AI, so you don't need a copywriter. I would humbly disagree on that one too. So we got to start... Um, we got to start kind of paying it forward and not selling our community short, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and if you you know sometimes we look at certain options coming into the space or new things like we had on this show, Bo Libbins from WooCommerce talk about Woo Express, their new hosting. And you know, as long as companies put these efforts, you know, of course they're doing this, they're making money, and so is every other hosting company. Doing this to bring uh, more affordable value to certain people that just want to put up a site, then that is great to have that option. Then there's the people that want to invest into a site and should pay a designer or developer, an agency, freelancer, whoever it is, the right amount of money to make it happen. Then we have all that in-between stuff that you're talking about. That's it. Like, you know, do I lower my... Cost so much that I grab some of that good whatever? Or do I, how do I value myself as far as being able to have certain tools and say I can do this at a much cheaper rate because I just use these tools and plug and play? So there's something that, like you said, people got to quit, I want to say complaining about it and find the right sweet spot for them to make the money they need to make and not offer something or go down a route that will basically send them to a race to the bottom.
0: So true. And there's a really good book out there, Bob, called The Inside Advantage. It was written in 2009. The author's name is Robert Bloom. And I would encourage anybody who's thinking about fighting the race to the bottom Maybe they should read that book. It talks about how to make your company and your product different from your competitors and not fight this peripheral race to the bottom. And the only thing that works in a race to the bottom, frankly, is dollar store chains. Like nothing else ever seems to. So (laughs) if you fight that deal, you might as well pack up your business and go home tomorrow. So that's, you know, what I would suggest. Yeah. And I think
1: also sometimes when people look at this and they make, criticize somebody of what they're charging they're not taking into consideration and I, I've always known this but I've become more prominent to me since I've moved out of the US is that all these different cultures and all of them that have you know pricing what their economy's like how how much they make per year you know if we're looking at somebody and saying you know how can you offer this on Fiverr for x amount of dollars, well, a lot of these people that is creating a living for them. Even though we may look at it and think it's ridiculous, because they're the way their economy is built, it's a much lower average income per year or something. You know, so those those kind of things. I think what we what everybody needs to do is, and also.
0: Yeah maybe
1: not so much criticize other people, but get everybody thinking themselves. Am I charging what I should be charging? Am I getting the value of what I give to my clients or, you know, give to my customers, to my products? Is that really meeting my expectations? And if it's not, then yeah, you need to really think about this and rework it.
0: Yeah. And realize too, just because we have tools, page builders, AI, Gutenberg, um, we're, we we should not devalue our knowledge. And that's a big one for me is if you're smart enough to go and use a tool to streamline your business all for it, like I'm all in with AI, I'm all in, as you know, with Gutenberg and, uh, Those two have uh, streamlined my business. I turned around last week. I sold uh, an email sequence I built with ChatGPT for $3,000, by the way. So, you know, the point is, if I'm smart enough to go do it and somebody else isn't, then the smarts are with me, right? And I'm not going to devalue my my technical knowledge because somebody thinks I should. Yeah. And, you know,
1: when – I mean, I – on my side, I have – um beaver builder and I have I believe this theme see I can't even I'm trying to be like Astra. Anyway, that that is what my new site was built on a couple years ago. And I'm fairly comfortable going in the back end and doing things. And if we think, oh, you know, somebody just uses a page builder to throw this site up or somebody just uses blocks to throw this site up there is like you said there's skill to this. This you know, these things are not like always, you know, yeah, if you want to do the basics, they can be maybe viewed as simple tools. But there's a lot of moving parts in all of this stuff that somebody has to learn. And if they become competent with it, and can produce something that is effective, and what you expect from the product, then yeah, they should be able to charge enough to use uh, experience the experience and skills they've learned over the years or however long they've done that.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. And so the argument would I'd go further would be the same people who say, oh, you shouldn't charge for using a page builder, but they're using 10 plugins instead of writing native code, right? Again, they're using skills and knowledge and tools to run their business. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yep, exactly. So what was – What did what was kind of the gist of what Josepha? I mean, she obviously, you know, what 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 does she perceive as? I don't want to say solution because that's maybe a little too simplistic, but you know, what, what kind of where did especially what you heard recently, what where was she leading with it?
0: Um. So I sat in on the wrap-up panel with her, which is where this conversation came out, and it came out earlier in the panel. She was on to talk about CMSs, and it was basically, because we're using open-source free software, doesn't mean there shouldn't be an ecosystem, and it doesn't mean we all don't need to eat. Like, free software doesn't put food on the table, lights on, a bad rent, and And fun activities in our lives, right? So we we all need to do that, and we need to put ourselves at a spot or a price point that's comfortable for us, but there's nothing wrong with charging for maintaining open-source software.
1: Yeah, yeah, just because you're using WordPress doesn't mean you have to charge little or no money.
0: I thank Josepa for leading that conversation because it's kind of been on my mind for a long time, and I know you and I have talked about it for a long time off and on, so you know, who to start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's an ongoing thing and it's something some people have to learn. I'm sure both you and I have learned along the way somewhere in the past. I mean, I I know I have, you know, even before WordPress with my business and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's something that, you know, people just, and it's great to bring up here because it's not we're got the entire solution or, laid it out for you step by step but it's something to start thinking about or revisit or continue to think about if you are in the space or a spot where you're thinking you know i'm struggling i'm working my tail off and i'm just not making it
0: Yep, yeah, so true cool
1: well so is there anything before we you know and the show, is there anything um, you want to share, anything exciting in your world you want to share that you might be doing? Or
0: The big thing is I've uh, moved my podcast to StreamYard, so I'm having some fun with that right now. And my tip shows, which I do typically on Tuesdays, I'm doing live on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube at 1 p.m. on Tuesdays. So if you want a quick five-minute or six-minute marketing tip, uh, join us. And then you can uh you can go on to um it'll be in the podcast feed afterwards. So that's that's about the big thing right now. And uh just plugging away on the security side. Hopefully when iThemes comes out with their big list today, it's not hundred and sixty plugins and themes again because <laughs> I I said to uh Robert Rowley over at Patch Stack, I said in January this is gonna be the year of the vulnerability and I think we're seeing exactly that. So Protect your websites and lock them down. That's all.
1: Words of wisdom. So, all right. Well, another Friday show. And where can people connect with you?
0: Uh, Easy places on Twitter at Rob Karens. And uh, if you go to stunningdigitalmarketing.info, it's got links to my website and all my social platforms. So feel free. Reach out. Say hi.
1: Cool. Okay. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you, Bob. As we basically said to this entire 15 minutes is, it's all a matter of perspective. Whatever you're charging for your product or service, just make sure you're charging enough. It's that simple, kind of. And if you're going to WordCamp Europe, stop by and say hi to the Weglot team and tell them, do the Wu sent you. Also, we might move this particular episode to, instead of me bringing in a topic and a co-host you bring in the topic and we both chat about it however long that takes you can go to do the woo.io forward slash friday show and you can sign up and join me on some friday in the future so until the next time keep
0: on doing the woo